0: So let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for today. Lord, I just thank you for your presence, your goodness, your faithfulness. And Lord, we just yeah, you just do your overwhelm us with your goodness. Whatever we're going through, whatever's happening, we're still always aware of of your faithfulness, of you being in our life. And so Father, I just want to bless you and just praise you and thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father. Amen. Well, if you've got your Bibles with you or you iPhones or iPads, whatever, if you'd like to turn to Acts chapter 1. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been speaking or doing a series called The Dynamics of Delay. And I started the first week talking about that, that really part of our walk with God is to have seasons of delay that seasons of delay are actually part of who we are in Christ and that they can be powerful moments that are productive in our lives or they can be very destructive times depending on how you engage or approach them or see these, these seasons of delay. And I tried to lay down a foundation of this and talked about it, that one of the things that is core to understanding who we are is to understand that God is wanting to build trust in our lives. God is wanting us to learn to walk in trust. He wants us to be able to trust him with all our hearts, to, to be in that place where we're trusting him and we're, we're walking with him. And though he puts us in situations where trust is required, where he actually wants to develop and for us to be developed and to grow, so that our roots can go down deep. And I talked about how our roots go deep in season delay because we seek them out more. And then the second week I talked about Lazarus and this issue that many times our delays, when we we live in these places of delay, we put down full stops where God has only put a comma. That we quit things and we walk away from things when the story's not over. Because sometimes it's confusing because Jesus allows, intentionally allows delays in our lives. And we aren't able to cope with them. And I related how Jesus told the, everybody that it wasn't unto death with Lazarus, but then he delayed until Lazarus actually dead. And he came and he said to the people to move the stone because they had put a stone over the dead body of Lazarus. Lazarus, had, Jesus never put that stone there. And so he told the people they had to move the stone because, as I said, so often we put full stops In our lives, when when there's a delay, when something doesn't go the way we intend it to, we put a full stop, where God has merely put a comma because he wants to teach us something, wants us to grow in our trust towards him. Excuse me. We so often finish the story before God has finished the story. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to continue on in talking about this, this whole thing of seasons of delay, and I want to actually talk about it for the next couple of weeks. And uh, I really kind of want to pound the drum about this because I think it's such an important, important part of understanding as we walk. You see, God's intention for us is to transform us. You know, I said on the, I think it was the first week that so often we, when, when we think about love, it never comes into our idea that love can, um, that if there's, um, what am I trying to find? If if we feel uncomfortable, we often equate it with being unloved, but that's not so. God has no problem letting us feel uncomfortable because He wants to mature us into the image of His Son, and so we need to understand the the purpose of these seasons. Because if we don't understand the purpose of the seasons, we can get ourselves into a position of of actually unbelief and actually sp- pulling back from what God is doing in our lives. And um I, I, and also I just I've had such good feedback. You know, people have really found this beneficial, and I think it's important that we keep exploring it. For a little bit longer. Because you see, all of us, all of us experience delays in our lives. It might be simply waiting for a prayer to be answered. It could be for a, a, a breakthrough. We're going after something in our lives that, that we want God to to bring breakthrough in. Um, it could be a prophetic word that we were given. A, a prophetic word that could have been given years ago. And it's there and... and and we don't know how to work it out. We don't know what it's and, and so we need to learn how to navigate it. We need to learn how to navigate these times of delay. And, it, and really my role and my heart is I would encourage you and help you navigate properly these seasons of delay. Because so many people are shipwrecked and derailed during seasons of delay because they simply don't understand. They don't approach them with clarity or context. And that's what I want to establish there's a clarity and a context and understanding the purpose of the seasons of delay. And really the bottom line for my point today is this. In a season of delay, don't stop. Don't quit. Because what I want to show you scripturally is that seasons of delay are followed by moments of acceleration. That launch you into a whole new season of what about your life and what God is doing. So don't stop. Don't stop. There will be a season of acceleration coming that will launch you into a new levels. But the problem is so often we do stop and we do miss those, those, those moments of acceleration. And we miss that level and we go around the mountain again. So keep going. Keep going. So what I want to do this morning is I want to start by reading two stories out of Acts and then a parable of Jesus that he spoke on prayer, and you'll see how this all ties good, it uh, ties together. Okay, so Acts chapter one, I'm going to kind of piece the story together a little bit. Acts chapter one, verse four. So Jesus has risen from the dead. He's assembled the disciples together, and he ascended to the Father. And he says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you have heard. F- from me. That's the Holy Spirit's coming. Verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. So they obeyed what Jesus did, they were waiting. Verse 14. These all, they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with all the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, let me just pause right there. You know, there's some debate on how long that that, that time is. That there, because Jesus we know that from the time Jesus was crucified to the time the day of Pentecost, we know there was fifty days. But we're not too sure of the time frame of that. So so from the time Jesus ascended to this event could be anywhere between twenty to fifty days. We just don't know how long it is, but we do know that the disciples were waiting. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And here's the phrase I want to get to. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as fire, and one sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, "'These men are the servants of the Most High God, "'who proclaim to us the way of salvation.'" And this she did for many days. I love this, but hear this phrase, but Paul, greatly annoyed, <laughs> turned and said to the, to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. And when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them, dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. Verse 23, And when they had laid many stripes on them, in other words, they were whipped, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. But at midnight, so here's a delay, there's been a delay. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And here's the same word that was used in Acts chapter 2. Suddenly, There was a great earthquake. And so the foundations of prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosened. And finally, Luke chapter 18. Then he spoke a parable to them. The men always ought to pray and not lose heart. You know, one of the things that so often happens in seasons of delay is that we lose heart, isn't it? One of the reasons why it's such a danger zone for us is that we can, unless we're very intentional and very careful in a season delay, those seasons of delay can cause us to lose heart because we, 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 we've persevered and nothing's come through. And so it's so easy for the enemy to speak to us and to, to tell us to quit and to just give up. So Jesus comes to him and says, there was a, he tells a story about how to persevere, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, "Get justice for me from my adversary." And he would not for a while, but afterwards he said within himself, "Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continued coming wearies me." Then she, then the Lord said, "Hear what the unjust said." This is how I want to tie it in. Verse 7 And shall not God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? That word there, speedily, is in the same context as what the other ones were, suddenly. Then suddenly. Each one of those stories has a then suddenly. Something's happening. There's a season of delay in their lives. And then then suddenly. What happens is that after a time of delay, there is a speedy response. Seasons of delays end with a then suddenly. Suddenly. You know, it was this whole thing that he was waiting for a promise. The disciples were waiting for a promise. And then suddenly, they were waiting and they were waiting. Then suddenly, the Holy Spirit came. There was, uh, they were in prison and they were behind bars. And suddenly, an earthquake comes to, to open the door. And very long seasons of delay, they are followed by moments of acceleration that usher in new seasons. And, and this is really, really important for us to understand. Because much of what happens in seasons of delay, somehow I think we, we think these seasons will last forever. You know, we get to this point sometimes if we've had a prophetic word and we think, oh man, is this going to be for the rest of my life? It's never ever fulfilled. It's like I'm in the season of just waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and why can't it be quick? Why can't this new season just come upon us? A little, a few weeks ago, I was, I was with a couple who had just had a baby, or well, they had a baby a few months ago, and this baby unfortunately got into this habit of waking up during the night, um, or no, sorry, well, all babies wake up during the night, <laughs> but staying awake and being quite irregular in his sleeping patterns. And, uh, you could tell from the kind of gla- glazed eyed look about it, that this was really beginning to, to have an effect. And just as I was talking about him, I started relating how, you know, this can happen so often. And that, you know, I, I shared them, you know, we had three kids under four and there were times where I can just remember, I mean, I still don't know how I got home half the time. And <laughs> you know, I was just, it was just kind of stunned. We were moving in that place of just believing Jesus and hoping for the best but it, as we were waiting and as I was talking to them I just said to them listen you know this season is only a season it's gonna change and I talked about how suddenly it changed for us from the point of where we were getting woken up to suddenly our children were sleeping the whole night and the father said really you mean it's going to happen? I think he got it into his heart that he was going to see himself having a 25-year-old who was still waking up in the middle of the night. You know, it was almost like they couldn't believe it. Because there is that sense of suddenly, but so often when we get into a season of delay, we get into a place where we almost don't believe it can change. And we begin to live in a place of just being resigned and no longer expecting God to move. But seasons do change. They do shift. And suddenly he's come and move us into a new season. And so often we may be in a season where we don't feel like anything's happening. But I tell you, things are going to change in your life. And you need to recognize it. This is why we keep going. This is why we don't quit. Because God comes and in moments of acceleration, he shifts seasons. And he does it quickly. The hard part is we don't know when he's going to do it. We don't know when he's going to do it. You know, I think the big, that's the biggest thing. If in my relationship with God, I think the biggest thing I'd like to do is kind of get Him to let me know His timing. <laughs> you know, if He would tell me His schedule a lot more than He does now, I think it would be great. If he came to me and said, "Okay, we're going to be in a season of... of ten, I mean, you know, for the last five months for us, you all know what we've been through. I mean, you know, I've lost a, father, a brother, I've lost a sister." I've had open heart surgery. We've had three cars smashed outside our house, written off. Our three cars have been written off. This is in five months. And you get in a kind of, you know, and you kind of think, yeah, Lord, I'm really, <laughs> this season would be really nice if, to know if we're over it right now. You know what I'm saying? And you get into that place. And I, but God doesn't always tell us what the season is. He doesn't tell us how long it is. And that can be such a hard thing for us. But I always know there's a suddenly coming. It's going to come. It's going to come. We just don't know when. And, I, and this can so often cause us to lose heart. But listen, don't stop. Keep believing. Don't quit. There are suddenies that are going to come that are going to transition you from a place of delay into a new season from the one you're in right now. And when they come, they'll be quick. You'll suddenly, you, you hear one minute, and the next minute you here and you, how did that happen? How did it happen? Because God always moves with us suddenly. And there's going to be things that are going to happen in your life. You know, it's a little bit like education. You think about it. You know, you go through, through however many years it is, five years at high school or three years or four years doing a university degree. You do all that time, and you work hard, and then you come to graduation. The graduation's two hours, and it's all over. And you transition, you think, I was here and now I'm here. How did that happen? It was a suddenly. And that's how God operates with us. And so there are processes in the kingdom of God and we need to understand that. And when those processes end, there will be a transition. Is this making sense to you? Seasons of delay can be dangerous grounds because it's so easy to quit in those times. We're waiting for an answer. I'm looking for breakthrough to manifest. And, and I stop because I'm, I'm confused. I get discouraged. I get distressed. You see, a lot of people stop because they just get confused. Because they don't have a lot of clarity around seasons of delay or what happens. When in a season of delay, you have to recognize this or you'll, you'll begin to lose hope. Because when you begin to lose hope, what happens is your heart opens up and you allow lies to begin to come in and infiltrate into you. And you know, one of the main lies that will come in, and I mean, there's lots of lies that the enemy will use, but one of the biggest lies that comes in, um, or, you know, there's all sorts of lies, like God's not going to answer my prayers or this is going to be how it is for the rest of your life, lies lie that he doesn't care. But one of the biggest lies... That the enemy will hit you with is this. You are in a season of delay because you've done something wrong and God is punishing you. Yeah? That's why I shared the story of Paul and Silas. They were right in the middle of God's will. They were doing what God had told them to do. They had brought deliverance to a city. That girl had been set free from being demon-possessed. They were doing exactly what God commanded them to and right in the middle of God's will, they still had to experience a season of delay where they had to wait for him to bring breakthrough, for that breakthrough to manifest. And sometimes the problem is that we get so confused because we try to figure it out. And so here we are in this delay and we're confused because, because we've expected this thing to happen or we begin that, we, that it was going to work out this way and it doesn't. And we begin to try to figure it all out. And in that trying to figure it all out, we begin to allow the enemy to plant lies in our hearts. You know, well, maybe it's this and, and maybe it's that. And, 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 you know, the enemy comes and says, well, the whole reason you're in this delay is because you've done something wrong. You actually are ashamed. God is actually ashamed of you or he's punishing you. And that begins to work on our hearts and we begin to distant ourselves from God. Listen, it's not that God is punishing you. Now, listen, there are seasons of delay that are a result of our disobedience. You need to know that. I mean, the the children of Israel in in the uh, wilderness, they were there because of their disobedience. So there are, but there are more times as a son or daughter of God that you're in a season of delay because you are right in the middle of his love. That place where you're just wanting to follow him and you're being obedient but you'll still find yourself in a season of delay. And that's good. That may be hard for you, but that's actually because God is working in your heart. God is wanting to mature you into the likeness of his son. You see, because so often what can happen is when you're confused and you're looking for answers, you can so often come to the wrong conclusions. yeah. You know? God must be punishing me and I must have done something wrong and, and, and I must be out of God's will and, 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 and maybe I haven't been trying hard enough and, and maybe I need to do more and, and, and you know, what, what, what kind of father would he be that he would punish me like this and, and, and he's out to just prove some point to me and, 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 and I'm deserving punishment because I really know how bad I am because, because we begin to look inward and we become introspective and we try to attach a season of delay to something we have done and it's a, that's a lie that's gotten into us. If I'm confused or discouraged, uh, confused then discouragement can begin to creep in. And discouragement is completely based around a lie that you're <coughs> believing. If, if you're believing a lie, it, it, in fact, Steve Backlund says it this: in any area of your life that is not glistening with hope it's under the influence of a lie. So if you are discouraged, and, and please, again, don't take this as guilt, right? I am discouraged. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. You, know, get up. you just need to ask God to begin to replace that lie that is in your heart with a truth, with a reality. If you're discouraged, if you're confused, ask God. To, if you want to show you the lie you're believing, but more to replace that lie with the hope of who he is. Ask yourself, what is the truth? What is the truth in the situation? You need to ask yourself, what is the lie and what is the truth? Yeah, it could be a lie like God won't provide. He isn't all powerful. He doesn't love me. There are so many lies. The enemy has a bucket load of them. They don't want to get, get uh, put on to us. The other thing that I think can often happen when, we, when we're in a period of delay and we're uncertain is we, there's distraction. You know, so many people get shipwrecked and seasons are delayed because they're confused, they're discouraged, uh, yeah, or they just flat out, get distracted. It takes longer than they thought it was going to take and it doesn't look like what they thought it would look like, so they get distra- distracted. I'm no longer moving forward. I'm no longer praying. I'm no longer going after this breakthrough. I just got distracted with something else going on in my life. You know, we have so much distraction going on in our lives today. And when we're in a season of delay, we can't let our lives get filled with distractions. We need to be focused. We need to be intentional. We need to understand that I know where my help comes from. I may not have the answer yet. I may not yet be walking in the breakthrough. But I know who has the answer, and I'm going to lock in on that. And because all other distractions that come up, they don't have the answer They don't have the answer. They are not my source. They don't have the breakthrough. You see, so many times in our our pursuit and seasons of delay, we simply get distracted. We lose the ability to position ourselves to receive because we're over here doing that or doing this or trying to find a source rather than staying intentional on him. And I've found I can't allow my life to be distracted. I know where my help comes from. I know who my source is. I know how breakthroughs going to come. And so I need to stay focused on him. You know, in, in times of delay, even though I don't know what's going on, when it's going to happen, I can't be, I've got to keep moving forward. I've got to keep moving forward. I can't stop. And what will come to stop me is is confusion and discouragement and distraction, but I have to lock into the fact that my source is God, and I'm not going to quit. If I quit, I will miss out on my moment of acceleration. I will miss out on my graduation day, where all the sudden, where there's a suddenly, and I'm on a new season, because they come so quickly. So if we don't get, want to get discouraged or distracted, how can we do this? How can we walk through these seasons of delay? I'm going to give you just three quick things that I think I know have really helped me. The first thing is this. Don't get isolated. Don't get isolated. You know, in fact, to be honest, that point actually pretty much apply, practically applies to every part of our Christian walk. If you want to grow, don't get isolated. Isolated people are some of the most discouraged people I've ever met. They make excuses for for why they stop, but it's because they've allowed isolation to come in. You see, it's very easy to have a pity party when you get isolated, but pity parties are made up of one person me, myself, and I. We're the only ones that are going to turn up. So I've got to stay connected. You don't want to get isolated. You need to stay connected, stay in community. Quite frankly, you know, it, it is a, the word of God and community that continues to truth into my life. It's being in that place of community. I need those moments where I'm with the people of God around me that helps my lies get replaced with truth. I need someone to look at me and encourage me and say to me, this season's going to pass You've got this. We've got this. Your kids are not going to be crying until they're 25 years old. We, you know, we need people to encourage us. We need people who will also challenge us. When I want to stop, when I, want to keep, when I, I don't want to keep going, when I don't want to press in anymore, when I, don't, you know, when I want to quit, I need people who are going to say, no, keep going. You have more in you. You know, I was in a situation a little, uh, some time ago, and, and it was an, a, to do with an important relationship, but quite frankly, I was emotionally drained. I was, I was just exhausted, and I just had a whole lot of stuff going on, and, and I know, and I knew the relationship needed working on, but I just, I didn't think I had it in me, and so I went to this guy, to a mentor, and I, wanted to, and I shared with them where I was at, because I wanted their support. And uh, I think probably, to be truth be told, a little bit of endorsement of how I was feeling. So I sat down and I began to share with them that I was totally tapped out. And I just didn't have it any, anymore. I'd hit my emotional cap and I was running on empty. And I was expecting the person to, to encourage me and sympathize with me and say, well, you know, maybe another sign. And they just looked at me and I said, you know, I've reached my cap. And he said, well, get your lid up. I said, look, you're not understanding. I'm all tapped out. And his response is, well, get some more and get back in the game. Now, you know what? It wasn't what I wanted to hear right then, but it was absolutely what I needed to hear. You see, in those moments when we don't think we have it anymore, we need someone who will say, listen, you have more. There is more there. Keep going. We need people who will challenge us. And you see isolated people quit. They do. They just stop. So Hello. Oh, nope, back. Stop playing oh, here. Keep your hands up in the air so I can see them. <laughs> Move away from that computer. <laughs> so don't get isolated. Oh, going the wrong way. Secondly, God is working. Don't ever get, um, don't make the mistake of thinking that God is not working. God is working. You know, it's one of the things that we run into, and it's interesting that that in times of seasons of delay, we can often think that because we're in a season of delay, God is no longer working. We equate it with the fact that God is not working. God is working in your life, even in seasons of delay. God is active in seasons of delay. And just because I don't see him working or because I don't feel him working does not mean that he is not working. He is at work. Get this. God is never not working in your life. It's a double negative to get your head around. God is never, don't you guys like what I'm saying today? (laughs) I'm getting edited by the sound people. God is never not working. Or to put it positively, God is always working in your life. Do you know that? Do you know God is never not active in your life? So often we don't feel it. We don't, you know, kind of the whole spiritual stuff, so we don't realize it. God is totally, utterly committed to you. His eye is upon you. You know, one of my life verses, Zephaniah, the Lord your God in the midst of you, he dances with joy over you. That whole scripture there is that he actually gets up on his throne and has a shindig. yee <laughs> I love Ray. Yeah, you know, that's God because he has that kind of heart towards you. His eye is always on you. He is working in your life. And just because you don't see it or you don't feel it, do not think that God is not working. You know, I I received a prophetic word once. that really marked this for me. It was this. God is doing more behind your back than he is doing in front of you. Wow. Wow. God is doing more behind your back than he is doing in front of you. You see, he is extremely active in your life. And just because you're waiting does not mean that he is not doing anything. It does not mean that he is not preparing your next um, advancement, your next elevation, your next promotion. He is more interested in your development and your spiritual growth than you are. And he's wanting to take hold of all that he can in your life and transform you. Listen to Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes to the hill from whence... This is the verse I was just talking about before. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. What's that saying? It's saying God doesn't take breaks. He's not napping on you. Don't make the mistake of thinking somehow God is not working with you. He is working in your life. It's not like he shows up and goes, Whoa, that happened in your life. Wow, so I was just out the back. I'm sorry. I was only having five. But I didn't. You're kidding me. That happened? He's not like that. He knows everything that is happening in your life. (laughs) Though you may not see him working, he is working and he is active. And he's preparing a suddenly moment in your life right now that is going to launch you into a new season. He's going to come. When I don't think I have what it takes to make it, people are going to come and stand with me and say, you can do it, keep going. And he's going to come. And the third thing is this. It's a simple thing. And similarly this. Continue to pray and continue to worship. Jesus said to the disciples, go back and wait. What did they do? They went back and they prayed and they worshiped. Paul and Silas, while they're waiting for their breakthrough, what were they doing in the jail? They were praying and they were worshipping. Jesus says, Don't lose heart, pray. You see, there's something about this. There's a gift I can give him in worship in seasons of delay that I can't give him anywhere else. There's an intimacy to be found. There's an intimacy in seasons of deli- delay that can't be found in other places in seasons of delay i continue to pray and i continue to worship because there's something about um, um, something about it when i can only see dimly i still bring my worship when there is an unknown when there is an un- when breakthrough is not yet manifested in that space i still come and lift up the name of jesus I still declare his goodness, his greatness, his faithfulness, and his love for me. I press into prayer in those moments. There is an intimacy in that space that you can't find in any other place. It's in that time when when I'm unsure. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what tomorrow holds for me, but I do know he's good. Now listen, and that doesn't negate by the way that you can still be hurting You can still, you know. Sometimes we think it's almost, if we if we're hurting, if we're numb, that if we express that to God in some way, we're showing we're not showing faith. I tell you what, I have cried over the last few months. I have cried. It's hurt so badly, but in all of it, I have known His pleasure. I have known His love, and I've known His hand on me. And I will today stand here and say, God is good. God is faithful. Because I know that. And it's in, as we position ourselves in worship and in prayer that something transpires in our hearts. I think it's even something that precipitates us suddenly. We need to learn to keep praying. Because the other thing is when we keep praying, we're also still we're filling up the bowls that are going to tip. This is from Revelation chapter 5. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp, and the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, were poured out. You see, when you've stopped in seasons of delay, when you stop praying, you stop filling up those bowls. But when you continue to pray in seasons of delay, your prayers are filling up the bowls in heaven, and then they'll be tipped upon you. I'm just going to keep filling up the bowl. I'm going to keep filling up that bowl. That bowl is going to tip. And I'm going to be able to enter into a new season. I'm going to be able to contribute to that new season right now. You know, when, I don't know, when we were kids, you may have done this, probably guys more than girls, some of you would have done, had those little cars that used to rev up. You know, and you'd run them and run them and run them, and get them right up, full of energy. You put them down, and they take off like a bullet. Did you have those? Well, just imagine that's that's us in seasons delay. The moment of acceleration hasn't come yet. But as I put the prayers in the bowl, I'm and they're getting ready to tip. I'm beginning to put that stuff in a bowl. The prayer and the worship. It's like I'm building up that energy. And it's building up and it's building up and we're getting momentum going. And then suddenly we've been so revved up, it just takes off. And we get to participate in that. We get to participate in what God is doing. Because that's what he's calling us to. So in seasons of delay, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm not going to get isolated. I'm going to to have that understanding that he's working even when I don't see him. And I'm not going to make the mistake to think that in seasons of delay, God is not interested in me. Because I know he is. I know that he's interested in who I am and what I'm doing. He's there. And I want to continue to full bring the gift of prayer and worship to him. Because I know that when I see dimly to what's coming here, and I, through, I, I can pray my prayers of faith and worship him, that it will continue to fill the bowl. And then there'll be a release coming. There'll be a suddenly moment coming when we graduate into a new season. You may have been in a long season, but there's a speedy answer coming. You may have been waiting on a promise, but the Holy Spirit is going to come suddenly. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Even in the midst of everything, you may be feeling confused right now. Don't let that lie get in. If you're discouraged, ask God to speak the truth into your life. Get around people that are going to encourage them. Let them speak into your life. Don't get distracted. Just get locked in to know where your help comes from. Stay focused. Seasons of delay, they're extending our lives when we get distracted, so lock it in. We all go through seasons of delay, all of us, but we know And I can tell you this right now by the word of God that a, a time of suddenly is coming for each one of us. Let's stand, shall we?